Good morning, podcasting morning chat. Today is Tuesday, February 6th, 2024. And I'm excited for today. We're going to be talking about ways to increase your award-winning chances. So if you don't mind, hit the share button, bottom left-hand side of the screen, and share it however Clubhouse allows you to do that if you're listening live. If you are listening to the podcast, please share this episode as well with a fellow content creator. And then give us right now about two minutes and we'll get things rolling. Thanks for being here. Good morning again, podcasting morning chat. Thanks for being here. Looking forward to today's conversation. Little, perhaps a little different than how we normally do it. And I'm super excited for it. Dominic and I are, well, Dominic really is going to be sharing a lot of the inside look at applying for podcast awards, getting nominated for podcast awards, and winning podcast awards as our 22-time award-winning resident here in this community. I think that's more than appropriate to start to really pick Dominic's brain. I don't think we've ever really dug into things like we're planning on today. And there was also an article recently that came out that I think we can pick apart a little bit and see how accurate Dominic feels this article was, at least based on his experience. So we will dive into that. And because I like to start with an icebreaker, I figured let's stay on theme today before we get into it with Dominic. So first, Nick, Nick Nallback. <laughs> Good morning. I laugh because we're not, we don't usually introduce but with first and last name, but that's how I'm going to try to do it with our moderators, my co-hosts here just so that our new audience listening via podcast gets to know who these people are a little bit. So, Nick Nallback, the question today is, if your podcast were to win an award for best episode, which one would it be? Which episode would it be and why? Good morning. Oh, Nick? There he is. Good morning. Hello? Yeah, we got you. Oh. I definitely don't have a great connection, so I might be on a little bit of a lag. Um, but as long as you guys can hear me. Um, to be honest, I don't think any of my episodes would have won an award. <laughs> but <laughs> having said that, <laughs> but I, I didn't do anything like really crazy, creative. But see, but I'm going to stop you. 
I'm going to stop you because I think everybody in this room, well, I'm I'm generalizing, and I think a lot of people in this room would say that about their podcast. They're going to say, you know, hey, it's nothing special. I'm just doing my thing. But to somebody else who's listening, you might be making a huge impact. So that's what I want you to think about as far as award winning. And that's where I was going to kind of go. As far as content goes and probably some of the best advice I have heard I would have to go I'd had to scroll through some of my past episodes because it's been a while but episode 91 with Daryl Evans and the reason I chose that one was because the amount of information that he gave that you just don't get anywhere else the whole episode is about paid ads and how to effectively run paid ads. And he, he gave away so much valuable stuff, like real tangible, actionable advice where I feel like when you get that information elsewhere, it's, it's very generic. It, it doesn't really get into the weeds. It's kind of stuff you could figure out on your own very easily, but he brought a, a new way of thinking about it and a different perspective to the whole topic of running paid ads. And it, it just blew my mind. So I picked that one. Value in it to me was so strong compared to anything else that I've heard about top. Well, very cool. Thank you for playing along there, Nick. And I appreciate that answer. And Because we are also now a podcast, I want to encourage people, you can check out that episode at 95toFreedom.com. That's the words spelled out 95, the word 2, T-O, freedom.com. You can check out that episode. All right, I'm coming to Amanda Sharp. Good morning, Amanda. We missed you yesterday, and I'm curious for your show with Chris, Song Swap Showdown, if you guys were to win an award for best episode, which one would it be for and why? Okay, so this is the thing. I can't necessarily (laughs) pin, like, and pick one out. So does that have to be the only option? Because, you know, like at the Grammys, there's the best mm-hmm. song in this genre, but then there's also like Entertainer of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> sure, whatever you want it to be. Could we just be that? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> entertainer, Podcast of the Year or Entertainers of the Year? I'll take either. <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers. Let's just remember that. <laughs> I have to say that I love Amanda's answer because it's going to tie into what we're going to talk about later. Uh, So I appreciate that answer. Thank you, Amanda. 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 Yeah. yeah. Don't make me go Jay-Z on you. (laughs) What? Listen, it doesn't matter how many awards you win. It doesn't make you only qualified to be the entertainer of the year. And I know Mark is, I know Mark is like confused about what I I'm talking about. When you look at the Grammys, he said something about Taylor Swift. Oh, pretty funny. Yeah, I I heard Ed something White. about it, and I didn't yeah. see it. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I chose not to watch it. Yeah, I didn't even watch. <laughs> no, it. I, I, let me be clear. And let me be clear. I chose not to see that part. I I did watch several moments of the Grammys and actually really enjoyed it. But yeah, I didn't see that particular moment. But you go with your you go with your bad self, Miss. I'm everything. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you for permission. Dominic, happy to put down the groundwork there for your introduction to this to this topic today. <laughs> <laughs> and Dominic, I'm I'm going to skip you. By the way, I'm going to come to Alex, but and I'm going to skip you because we're going to hear a lot from you. So, Alex, same question: If your podcast were to win an award for best episode, which one would it be for, and why? Of course, the answer is yes. All of them, because they're all award-winning. Now, especially our first episode ever. Oh, my God. That is, like, should be thrown in the trash. Um, you know what? For for Lucy's and I, the first one, we do this book called Act. And I love this episode for one reason. It just clicked finally. We really had a good rapport. And 
and I think I got the best out of her and it was just a fun episode to do. Um, and it wasn't, you know, our latest episode or whatever on the other, on the other one. Um, I'm not really sure. Uh, but Jeff, I just saw you come up and something just came up on my news feed that Toby Keith died. I know you probably know him personally or whatever else, but I just, it just popped up. I don't know if you saw that or not. Um, but I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Anyway, so that's very true. Actually, I see that all over Google. Yeah, yeah, it just popped up. I think I think it happened late last night. Wow. Okay. I I I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I I had no idea. Wow, that's crazy. Well, we are definitely thinking of. Toby Keith and his family. I'll definitely be playing a little of his music today in honor of. That's crazy. Wow. Okay. Only 62 years old, too. Man. All right. We're going to keep things moving. Moving. I'm going to ask Jackie and Jeff, since they've come up here to, I'm guessing, participate, that we keep them short and sweet, your answers today, because I do want to get into this discussion. Uh, so with that, Jackie, what would... You, what episode would win for best episode on your podcast? So I'm going to be, I don't even know. It's too early to think of the word. I would hope that it would be the episode where my husband up about all of his stuff. And I know that's very weird because my podcast is a lot of mom content, but that is the one that I would hope would take it because he really poured a lot into that and I poured a lot and we were very brave with what we shared brave Mark. So, um, I would really hope that would be the one to take it. Awesome. And you want to share again, your podcast names in case people want to go check that out. It's called the mama Jack podcast and it's on YouTube, Spotify and Apple podcast right now. Right on. And I'll just share for Alex. If you go to daddy daughter, bookworms.com you can check out his podcast with his daughter which we all have found quite adorable so check that out for sure and jeff same question for you the the icebreaker what episode of your podcast and feel free to share the name of your podcast would win an award which one would it be uh good morning and no alex i did not um, know that information. I'm I'm seeing that now. I knew Toby was sick for the audience. You know, I've been involved in country music for a long time, uh, and actually, my first bar bands were playing the same, uh, the same rotations, the same clubs back in Texas that Toby was playing with his band Easy Money at the time. So, uh, yeah, he and I kind of came up through all of this together. He was a professional acquaintance. Um, I would say he's a friend, um, but uh, yeah, he he definitely has been fighting this fight for a long time. So I hate it, but it's it's certainly not out of nowhere. Um, hate it for his family. Um, thanks for the heads up. I'll, I would need to be aware of that. Um, uh, yeah, country music. My podcast is called McMahon on Keys. It's based on the idea that. Uh, you know, I've gotten to accomplish a lot in the business and I try to use that as a way to pass on some of the things I've learned and, and help, uh, developing artists kind of grow and share their music and perform with them and shine a light on what they're doing. And I would hope that my award-winning episode would be my episode with Maddie True. Uh, Maddie is a young artist that I've been working with for a couple of years and, you know, who's amazing talent, amazing heart. And the reason I would want it to be the favorite is because specifically, um, while I was prompted to start it, to use it as a tool to try to reach down and pull people up behind me, uh, I surprised her with a piece of video in that episode of a young high school girl that had reached out to Maddie and Maddie had written the first song with that high school girl. And in that episode, we, we highlight the fact that she had already had the opportunity to reach back and try to lift somebody else up 
musically. So, um, it was a real neat moment in the episode. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would, I would hope that resonated to the point of being a favorite episode that kind of garnered attention. So, um, thank you again, Alex and good morning, everybody. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for sharing a little bit about your connection to Toby and thanks for sharing about the episode as well. And yeah, Maddie true. I, I sent Jeff a picture. I was listening to my Spotify the other day and her song popped up. So I took a picture cause it was on my little Google display screen there and sent it over to Jeff. Made me think of him. Obviously. Uh, Amanda Y. Good morning. Do you want to quickly share what episode of your podcast do you believe would be an award winning episode? Hey, good morning. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick, I don't, you know, I don't think it was, I don't, I don't think it was birthed yet, but if I had to pick one out of those that were already, uh, put out there, I would have to say the recent episode, um, last week, season three, episode three, which talks about bringing all of who you are and how to bring all of who you are and what you do. I won't repeat the beginning of the title because that might be for a night room, but um, it goes along with bringing big energy. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that would be my, I think that would be my, because it really touches on everything that's within my wheelhouse of what I love speaking on. And it was brought with humor and and passion and and experience for my own life and i really think i got a lot of feedback from it in my dms and my friends really enjoyed it everyone who listens to my podcast that um you know was giving me feedback was like that was this your episodes keep getting better and better this season so i would have to say so far it would have to be last week's episode and you want to share thank you amanda you want to share the name of your podcast oh yeah so it's Staying Inspired with Amanda Yoa, and it's on all audio platforms. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. All right. Here is what we're going to do. I So I'm going to share with you guys an article. I actually had this article last week when we were going to do the news, but we kind of got sidetracked, so I never really got to it. Uh, so... I'm going to just share this article for reference. I I don't expect or want you to really go off and read it. I'd like you to be here with us. Uh, And I see, by the way, okay, I'm going to bring Alicia up. And Alicia, we're going to move on from the icebreakers. So if you want to be a part of this conversation, you are more than welcome. But I do want to get to Dominic. So Dominic, good morning to you. And why don't we kick this off interview style, right? Let's uh let's dig into you first. And as I mentioned, in case you're new to the podcasting morning chat, Dominic has just been cleaning house with awards over the past what probably 2 years or so. You can you can tell us exactly. So 22 awards under your belt including, I believe, a Webby Award for Best Podcast Individual Episode and multiple multiple Communicator and W3 Awards. So what do you believe sets your work apart, Dominic, in the podcasting space? Or, Or how did you set your work apart in this podcasting space? Uh, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. And obviously, this is a, a subject and a topic that I, I definitely love talking about. I even do a workshop here in Memphis at the Casa Library called Championship Season. And we just go through the whole process of like, you know, submitting for awards and creating a good reel and stuff like that. And to answer your question, Mark, it's it's a few things. Uh, honestly, it's you know, trying to be creative with the storytelling process and in and, and and having, you know, my listener be engaged in that process. And, you know, somebody was just ex- explaining or sharing with me how listening to Black is America or even my work for the Meadows Recovery Replay, that it's less episode, more of an experience, if you will. And that's probably the greatest compliment uh, you can give. So it's trying to create that experience for my audience, but also at the same time, um, having a good mentor. I mean, I, I will, you know, speak to the hills and back about how 
you know, adding Crystal Hill, who's there in the audience as a mentor, uh, not just from a standpoint of going through what my goals were as a podcaster, but also going through on a micro level, going through the submission process uh, when it comes to these things, right? Like going, listening to an episode and saying, hey, I think we can make a play in this particular category. And Amanda, this is what I was talking about earlier, that I think a lot of times when podcasters think about submitting for awards, they go for podcast of a year or they go for this best whatever, right? When sometimes we can go for know best co-host right or best you know sound design or best editing right because at the same time whether it's podcast of the year or best sound design award winning is award winning right and so when you're going in front of those sponsors and trying to get those brand deals and stuff like that they're going to look at the fact that it's award winning uh so so there's that piece so thank you for setting me up for that uh as well and i just give you two more points here and i'll kind of land my plane here Another one is honestly just good audio, uh, you know, and in addition to winning awards, um, I've also had the the honor of judging them. Right. And, you know, I'm just going to be honest. A lot of times um, a lot of people get I don't want to say disqualified, but, you know, that that submission kind of goes down a few pegs and, and gets deducted a few points. Uh, simply because the audio just isn't great. So taking care of that audio and being uh, very careful about that is is definitely something to think about. And then lastly, uh, you know, as simple as having good audio, just following the instructions of the submission process itself, right? Uh, a lot of times, you know, and this isn't just exclusive to an indie podcaster. We're talking even the big boys, your Spotify's or your Wondery's from time to time, you know, it could be just a slight, you know, uh, mishap, if you will. But sometimes just following the instructions of the submission process uh, can go a long ways to just, you know, uh, not throwing away points that's on that's just sitting there waiting for you. And we're talking about just as simple as, hey, if you're if this, you know, if the signals, for instance, say, hey, submit a reel. And in that reel, you have to say the host name and you don't, then those are points that are be going to be taken off because of simply not following the instructions. Um, so that's how, you know, we at Al's Education Company have been able to have success in that matter. And uh, it's definitely paid uh, quite a few dividends uh, when it comes to uh, monetization when it comes to brand equity and all the things. So, uh, that's, that's all I got. Thank you. Appreciate that. And I should say it's Dominic Lawson. I didn't, I didn't introduce you by full name. So there we go. And thank you for that answer, Dominic. So thinking about your answer, when you talk about points getting deducted and things like that, what do you believe these organizations are really looking for besides, say, good audio quality, like you mentioned? What do you think they're looking for in winning podcasts? How can podcasters align their, what do we call it, submissions with these expectations from the judges or the organizations? I think many of them are looking for what sets you apart. What's what's the X factor, if you will, Right. Uh, because I, I think a lot of times that, you know, and I'm going to say something that's going to sound mean, but I don't mean it to be mean. Uh, I, I think a lot of times when we have submissions, we automatically very thinkly, we, we think highly of our podcast and you should, right? But sometimes when you enter in some of these awards, just because we are submitting for the awards doesn't necessarily mean you're standing out from the crowd because we've sometimes seen submissions where, oh, I have a big name guest. It automatically should be award winning. Well, we've seen plenty of people have big name guests and fumble the interview. Right. And, and that's not necessarily to say you're you have a bad podcast. Maybe we just submitted a bad submission, if you will. Right. Maybe. You know, we should rethink that, you know, maybe we're not ready yet because, listen, Dominic Lawson is here to tell you that there's been plenty of times where I thought, oh, yeah, I should have that in the bag and don't come home with anything. Right. You know, so I, I think that's, you know, something to be um, mindful of. And also, I, I think it's important to remember that 
to be very creative. And Nick, you know, Nallback talked about this early, like to be creative. What's the X factor? One of the things I, I teach uh, in the storytelling um, workshop that I do, and also even in uh, the award uh, workshop that I do, is that like, listen, you know, one thing that has worked for me and I want to share with you is that like either tell me some stories that you've never heard before, or if you've heard that story before, present it in a way that's unique, that's different, that you never heard it before. Right. And, and so and I think when you are able to do one or two of those things, you're presenting something different. You're presenting something creatively. Right. You know, uh, I, I give the example all the time being here from Memphis. I've heard the story of Elvis every which way to Sunday. But when we saw that recent film, it was a it was presented in a different way. Uh you know, and a lot of people who were not necessarily Elvis fans before, I'm not going to say they became Elvis fans then, but they at the very least, you know, took a second look at the life and the career of an Elvis Presley. So uh, that is what I would say to somebody who's, you know, uh, thinking about some info awards and how to kind of separate themselves from everybody else. Because if you want, if you want something more, you have to do something more. It's really that simple. Mm. Yeah, that, that man, that that applies to so many things. Thank you for saying that. Uh, I see we have Alex and Amanda both with questions. So let's go to Alex and then Amanda no, will let come. Amanda go. Okay, let Amanda. go ahead, Amanda. Alex, um, I just had a question regarding, you know, if you wanted to pursue applying for awards, what would be some platforms that you would suggest someone starting out applying in? Um, so, I mean, there's quite a few of them and honestly, they're starting to pop up like weeds at this point. And, and that's kind of a good thing because our industry, our craft, our medium, it's maturing, right? You know, we want to be seen, you know, we just had the Grammys and stuff like that. We want to be seen like the music industry. We want to be seen like the film industry. Uh, so there's quite a few of them. I always advocate for the communicators, uh, which is a, a really good platform. It's a, it's a situation where, um, you know, they don't necessarily have like a first, second, third place type of thing is more so a you submit and, you know, the judges kind of grade your work, if you will. And if you meet a certain criteria that would determine if you get, you know, silver or gold or if it's the W3 get silver or gold or or best in show or something like that. So I think something like that you know, or even the signals are kind of similar in that regard. So I think something like that, if you're starting out where it's just not a you know, either you win or lose type of scenario, or there's five nomination, five nominees and only one person wins. Uh, I think that's a great way to kind of get an entry point into uh, submitting for awards. And I, I mentioned the communicators because I think they just recently extended their entry period until I think March 15th or something like that. Don't quote me on that, but I think I know they did extend it. I just don't remember what the, the date uh, is, but I think something like that, like the communicator awards can be a great avenue if you're just getting started with that. Uh, but before we get to the next question, I will want I do want to say this, uh, cause I was talking to Mark, uh, you know, kind of, you know, uh, via text earlier this morning. I want to point this out because one of the things is when it comes to submitting for awards is that the price point, the cost, you know, and, and that's a barrier of entry. And if, you know, this is just my opinion, Dominic's opinion. I think currently the way the award structure is set up is not necessarily geared towards the indie podcaster, which is why I think a lot of times it is kind of pricey at, you know, $150, $250 a pop and stuff like that. And to be fair, you do have, um, certain organizations that will help reimburse you for those entry fees because they are uh, invested in our medium growing and having that legitimacy of our craft known as podcasting to be to have that legitimacy. So they want people to submit. And so one of the reasons I also submit for awards is to show that indie podcasters can compete with the Audible, with the Wandery, with the Radio Lab, and whoever wants to step through that door. And so hopefully with enough indie podcasters going through that process and winning some of those things, maybe though, no, this, it could be naive, but my hope is that sometimes that, that cost can come down so that more and more indie podcasters can have uh, a seat at that table when it comes to awards. Thanks, Dominic. Uh, Alex, did you want to ask your question? No, no. You, okay. I know basically answered it. Okay, cool. Then I know Jeff had one as well. Jeff, go for it. 
Jeff? There he is. Yeah, I just had to get to my mic. Um, I don't know if this is a, a, a statement or a question, um, Dominic, but you know, you talked about how they are the the evaluators are looking for different things. And you just now talked about price point being an obstacle at some point. Absolutely. Um, I would assume that um, one of the things that they are automatically going to look for is a reason to throw out your nomination because, um, you know, everybody that submits is not going to have something of quality and they're liable to get a whole lot of submissions that they just need a way to narrow them down. And if you forget your name and if you price it such that people can't just flippantly submit, that's going to help them weed things out real quickly. So I would, I would, you know, ask or suggest that, that with a submission, they're almost looking for you to forget your name so they don't have to listen to the whole thing and can, can get on to the ones that are going to actually qualify. Uh, agree, disagree, thoughts on that? I can see why you would say that because to, to, to your point, you know, you know, even with the article um, that we were talking about earlier, how the signals had over 2000 submissions and there's a lot of, you know, you know, a lot of categories to go through. I think it was like 107 categories. Right. Uh, and to that end, you know, I don't know if anybody know this or not, but like the people who judge these awards strictly volunteers not getting paid. They just love the industry that in, in, in that way. Um, but what I will say is, so, so I definitely understand the validity of your statement, Jeff, 100%. But what I will say is that like, you know, um, they're judged by humans. One thing my mentor tells me all the time, Crystal tells me all the time, they're judged by humans and humans have their own biases, their own agendas and all the things, right? What I will tell you personally, for me as a judge, is that like, you know, I'm, I, I really try my best within the parameters of what they're asking for in the rules, give everybody a chance. I really do. And cause like, there's times where I'm listening to a submission. I'm like, please say your name. It's so good. Please say your name. Right. You know, and, and sometimes they do like, Ooh, okay, thank you. I don't have to, whatever. Or like, ah, oh, I, I want to, but I can't, whatever. So, and there, and like I said, there, there are some judges going to be like, you know, nope, nope I, I got to get through this. Boom, 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 whatever. So I, I definitely understand, but it's, it's one of those things where, you know, as, unless we start having AI judge these things, it's going to bring its own set of problems. Anytime you have humans judging things, there's going to be that, that, that part of like, you know, you know, biases and agendas and trying to just go through submissions and stuff like that. So I definitely understand where you're coming from, Jeff. Well, and just to finalize that point, I wasn't trying to highlight the fact that that people, you know, would would have agendas and they're trying to throw people out. I just meant that it is really, really important, as you already said, to be careful and get the details right because because that that simple detail um, that maybe they want somebody to submit a name, but I know from from music submissions if. If it, if the song came out too early, came out too late, if you miss one of those details, whether we as a judge like it or not, it does, it does help clear the pathway for others. So I say that only to just highlight the, or reiterate the importance that you stated already of pay attention to details and follow the rules. Absolutely. And, and I'll say this, Jeff, just to kind of add to the point or just, you know, add, you know, related to whatever is that like sometimes in many of them, you know, you will submit for one category and a judge will listen to it. And it's like, you know what? It does fit in this category, but I'm also going to send you this suggestion that I think you should think about this category in addition to that. Now, one would probably suggest if you've been, there's some cynicism there. They're like, hey, hmm, they're just doing that so they can get more money out of us. And I, I can see why you would say that. But remember what I said earlier, most of the people who are judges are volunteers. So there's really not much incentive for them to say, hey, you submit, you should submit for this other category, right? I think I would say, I would like to believe 
that they genuinely love your piece so much that they think you can be competitive in this other category, which in itself is definitely um, some great feedback and something you want to hear from somebody um, who's judging your work. And, and just to be clear, the people who are judging your work are, you know, they, they, they're in this industry, they've been in this industry for a while, and they're very highly regarded in our craft of podcasting. So just wanted to add that point as well. Thanks, Dominic. And uh, let me go to Alex. And then I want to pause for a moment because I wanted to share something. So, Alex, go for it. Yeah, um, I guess the question is, is there like a formula? And and I know I'm not, not a formula to get an award, but a formula that can kind of check all the main boxes or an outline that you like to use that kind of covers everything. Cause I know one of the biggest challenges for a lot of newer podcasters is what do I say? And then, well, you have to have an outline. Well, if you have the proper outline, do you, it could be, it could make you either one, check off all the boxes or two, um, just avoid what, what Jeff was saying. Cause when Jeff was talking, I'm like that, that's huge. You know, just not being organized enough to say the name or do whatever it is you need to do. Um, how does that, what, what's your feelings on that? I'm sorry, Alex. Can do me a favor and repeat that question. I was getting some bad feedback just now. My apologies. Oh, my God. That was a great question. It, um, um, I know it was. I know it was. I'm no, sorry. it really wasn't. But but in terms of like the newer podcaster that's just getting into this or even the people that are just sticking their toe into it, is there an outline that you recommend? And I'm not saying you have to go through the whole outline right now that can check off all the main boxes to get you in the ring. Is that something that you like to do or... Um, do you look at the, the entry, the direction, so to speak, and tailor your outline to it or vice versa? So if I'm understanding your question, I think it really kind of boils down because many of them like to submit a reel, right? And I do have a, like an outline and a template for that, right? Where you, you give like your introduction in the first 15 seconds. So obviously in the introduction, you're going to have your name and stuff like that, right? And then like maybe a highlight from one episode and then transition to another highlight of a different episode and then like a conclusion, right? So when it comes to reels, which is usually what most of them kind of ask for, you know, definitely there's a template for that. But also in, in, in addition to that, after a while, once you start submitting for awards, after a while, they're all kind of asking for the same thing, right? You know, so after a while, you you kind of develop the outline kind of intrinsically, if you will, to kind of know what they're looking for, right? Again, they're usually looking for great audio quality. I mean, they're, they're looking for creativity, something that's, that stands out, right? You know, how cohesive you are with a host, if it's like for the best host category. And that's so, that's why, again, it's important to go through those, some, those categories with somebody else and not just kind of go at it alone, if you will. Like if you have a podcast mentor, I highly suggest that you go through that process with them. So that way, you know, you're, you know, you have a second set of eyes, a second set of ears to kind of do that. Does that answer your question, Alex? If I understand it correctly? Yes and no. I mean, okay. I was okay. just thinking, I was just thinking like, okay, I'm going to start applying for awards this year, whatever mm -hmm. that means. And is, is there a way that I should be tweaking my podcast from the get go to kind of check off boxes so that when I'm ready to do that deep dive, and really get in there and maybe change little. Th I'm not changing big things as opposed to little things. That's all right. I meant. Well, well but, I, yeah. I, I, I would never ask you to curtail your show for the sake of awards, right? I, I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know, um, I want to make this amazing show and let it so happen to win awards, right? Because I, I don't want podcasters out here trying to, to you know, uh, make something for the sake of whatever, right? You know, Rick Rubin, I just shared on Instagram, had a fabulous quote that like, I make stuff for me and like everything else kind of, you know, falls in line, whether it be the audience, awards, things of that nature, right? Uh, so I, I would never tell a new podcaster to, to do that. What I will say is to just highlight your best work, right? And also just be willing to, not necessarily change what you do, but to explore 
different ways of presenting what you do. Like I said, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Tell me something I've never heard before or present it in a way I've never heard it before. So not necessarily change what you do or curtail it or kind of tailor it to awards, but more so just kind of really accentuate what you do well. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Makes sense to me too. Thank you, Dominic. And thanks for that question, Alex. I think that's probably one that others have thought about as well. Uh, Quick pause, because I do want to share, and actually I'm going to let somebody else share, but normally we celebrate wins and big accomplishments or small accomplishments on Fridays. And there's one that I want to highlight today for, you'll figure out for obvious reasons. So, and we have Stacy up here on stage. So Stacy, I don't want to take your win. So if you wouldn't mind sharing your win as of today, I would love for you to do that. Thank you. That's so sweet. I Life delivers when we need it. I'll just start with that because I was just having a really down day yesterday in entrepreneurial land. And today I woke up and LinkedIn Learning messaged me that my course is live right now. And um, that's a really big deal. It's it's a it's a real product <laughs> um, that's propelling me to. Um, it's going to lead me to doing some office hours with LinkedIn uh, for for people and really start my flywheel besides uh, my podcast life. And um, it it's big. It's really big. It was six months in the making, and today it is up and live. So thank you for that. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing it. And, uh, you know, I think we've all been hearing about it and it's exciting to see it come alive. We've got to see some of your your behind the scenes stuff on social media and you got to share some stuff with us behind the scenes over the course of, I guess it's been a couple months now. So thank you. And this is awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, LinkedIn Learning, a whole lot of stuff to say about that. Um, and I'll let you know the results and and kind of the, what's that process? How do you even get a course to be um, taken and into enterprises so that they want you to come and do workshops? I mean, this is this is a flywheel in itself that I'm excited about. So thank you. I do want to talk about... Um, contribute to Dominic's uh, advice. So I right now, I said yes to being a judge for, it's called the Stevie Awards. And if you Google Stevie, you'll uh, you'll see it's big. And half of me says, damn, why did I say yes? Because I have to critique over 50 applications it happens to be in the customer experience uh, world where companies submitted and trying to get an award for delivering customer experiences at ex- and, and top-notch brands. So I have to vote and choose and, and do that whole thing from the other side. And I've also obviously submitted my own work for uh, on, the, on both sides. So I want to just say from the judging standpoint, um, there's such a big difference when people take the time to fill it out completely and share insights. And it's more than just like, I'm great. Like, don't say it, show it. And so I'm really in the knee deep in completing all these um, these applications and judging them. And so I have a lot to say about that, but I'd say the ones that stand out really talk about the why in Simon Sinek style. And yeah, I'm I'm tongue-tied, but I just want to leave that tip. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. And Stacy's course, Stacy Sherman, is on again on LinkedIn Learning. It's called Increase Customer Loyalty by Doing Agent Experience Right. You can find it also in the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes on the podcast edition of this episode. So you can check that out. So we've also been talking, well, we we said earlier when we started this interview with Dominic that this was based on an article that we had found recently by Pod the North, and that's podthenorth.substack.com. 
It's the, the name of the article is Are Awards Worth It for Canadian Podcasters? And reading this article, it doesn't matter whether it's Canadian or not, because they're talking about all of the international awards in this article. So I'm curious then, Dominic, how, what does it do for us to, to win an award? Because this article does talk about the fact that it's there's not much you can do with your award. I think it it says what it's good for are things like networking and collaboration, which I would personally agree with. But I also feel like there's more to it than that. And I'm curious if you feel the same way. And if so, please elaborate. So I, I think there's pros and cons. Right. I, I, I definitely, you know, can understand, you know, the price point. I can definitely understand the aspect of like, you know, I don't want to pay to get a nomination. I don't want to pay to get an award. And I'm here to tell you that ain't true. Right. But I, I think what you get, you know, um, I, I let me just start here. I don't think there's anything in life where you just get the thing, at least there's not many things in life where you just get the thing and all of a sudden everything else just takes care of itself, right? Because I, I think once you win an award for your podcast or whatever, there's also the leveraging of that award. Now, it also matters of what context you leverage it in that award. Uh, but I always see submitting for awards and winning awards and getting nominations because there's are, there are also uh, points of leverage when it comes to just the nomination itself, if that award show a, a calls for it. Um, but, you know, leveraging it for sponsorships, leveraging for network possibilities, leveraging it for recognition and, and visibility of your work, right? A lot of people will look at a show like, oh, it's an award-winning show. Let me at least give it a, a shot, if you will. Uh, I, I definitely can tell you that I've benefited from it um, quite a few times. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, I know the the Meadows, my employer ha has been very thrilled about like, you know, submitting for awards and winning them and stuff like that, because I was just at in L.A. for a movie screen that we were doing uh, and uh, the event planner was saying, hey, do you have some banner you know, that you can show that you have awards and stuff like that? It's like, no, we didn't think to have that. Like, well, for the next time when we do this in New York, let's make sure we have that because we need people to see the type of work that we do here at the Meadows, not just from a clinical standpoint, but, but from a standpoint of the content that we put out there. So it, it's definitely a brand builder, uh, if you will, but it's not a scenario where once you win the war, everything else will take care of itself. It is a situation where there's still work to be done in, in leveraging it. I see awards as part of your marketing budget, right? Like if you're going to market your show on like, you know, via Facebook ads or something like that, this is just part of that marketing budget and whatever your marketing budget can withstand, you know, I would ask if you have a podcast to, to include it, uh, at least thinking about submitting for, um, awards and things of that nature. Yeah. Thanks, Dominic. I, I mean, I've seen. And I've only known you for, what, probably a year and a half now, but I've certainly seen the benefits from, you know, when you first started joining us here to now. I mean, it seems like you are, you are a, a I, and I don't mean to make you feel awkward, but it seems like you're kind of a hot commodity now as far as interviews go. A lot of podcasters want you on their show to talk about your successes and what it's done. And so I, I do see it being a huge benefit for, and, for a podcaster. And, and, and you know, and it, it's, it's definitely benefited, you know, the, 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 the bottom line of my, you know, household income, mm -hmm. if you will. Right. You know, because uh, again, it's it's gotten me meetings and opportunities and stuff that I did. I'm not going to say I would, I couldn't have gotten them without, but going through this process and going through what I like to call the critical acclaim route, as opposed to the views and downloads route has definitely afforded me opportunities that I didn't have before. So uh, again, you know, um, I'm not shunning, you know, download numbers and stuff like that. Those are important, but I, I think, what this avenue provides is another uh, path to to the success that you can that you're probably ultimately looking for in podcasting.
Yeah, thank you for saying that. I do think there's there's something to be said about leaning on the success of your award your awards process and your award winning process versus the that focus on downloads and views and got to get these numbers up up up. There's I don't know, for me personally, I can see that becoming more rewarding in my podcasting endeavor. So, thank you for sharing that. And the thing is, is like, you know, uh, you know, as, as is said in the movie Gladiator, you know, uh, when the sister, Claudia's sister was talking to him, the, the market is fickle, brother. <laughs> so it, it, it's like, you know, you know, views and downloads, there, there's ebbs and flows. But if I win an award, that's never going away. That would always be. Me, yeah. Right. You know, and, and so, again, let me just say this and I'll land my plane. I'm not saying don't think about you know downloads and views and stuff like that i think it's more of a diversity play it's just that for me the diversity play is awards at the top views and downloads second as opposed to vice versa yeah it it all of a sudden makes that importance that a lot of us put on downloads and that focus we put on downloads it 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 starts to balance it out and we start to realize there, there's more to it than just that. Like downloads, like you keep saying, are important. And there's more to it than that. And to have other things to focus on starts to lessen that significance that we put on the downloads. So I, I did see Alex wanted to say something. So yeah, go for it, Alex. Yeah, no, I, I, I love your take on it, Dominic. Yeah, awards aren't for everybody, but you know, for someone like I'm looking at Stacy, she she did it right out of the box, literally. I mean, it's like a proof of concept for some people. For other people, it's a marketing plan. For other people, it may be something else, you know. Um, but I love the aspect of putting it part of your marketing plan. I, I, I've i applied for a couple of awards. I haven't heard anything. I don't expect to hear anything. But as I, as I when I was talking to you about it, mm-hmm. you know, you get other people out there listening to your podcast. And you don't know where that's going to go. And that's what this is all about. Um, you know, just like anything else, but yeah, it's, it's one piece of a whole, Correct. whole pie. Correct. And, and, and Alex, I think, you know, I know, you know, we talked about the communicator awards, which I believe if I remember correctly, you apply for, you'll probably hear something. I think in May is when they announced the winners for those look forward, like the, maybe the second week in May ish. Somewhere around there. Uh, but I'm rooting for you, brother, because I, I remember somebody else on this stage who was not necessarily uh, very optimistic. And yet here she is with the LinkedIn course that's just published today. And I'm not saying that's a a a um, a, um, a direct reflection of her winning an award. But I do think it has something to say something about her confidence and how she moves in this entrepreneurial space. And that's another thing that, you know, going through this process uh, can take. But no, I, I, I definitely agree with your statement about like awards are for everybody. Listen, I will be the first to tell you just from the price point alone and what I said earlier, the way it's currently set up, it's not geared towards the indie podcaster. It, it's just not. I'm not even going to sit up here and lie to you and say that it is. It's just not. But what I will say is that like, you know, it's it's something to be said where you can go into these spaces where the big boys are playing and you can make some noise and then people start to take notice like who is this skinny awkward black kid in memphis taking on espn cs cbs news and the likes right so i mean there's something to be said and so people want to talk to you like hey you know because i mean let's be honest people love a david and goliath story we always have it's why we love march madness and and college basketball around that time of year you're the saga of award I'm man, listen, I, I I love that. I love that. And I'm a big fan of Gonzaga from from that from that standpoint. But that that's an apt description because that's what I try to be. Like, listen, I, I love being the little guy and 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 kicking the door down and say, Hey, I'll take you on. And you may, you may, you may hand me an L from time to time, but you, you're not gonna forget me. That's for sure. So no, it so so no, it 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 may not be for everybody, but at the very least, I would rather you have this information. And consider it, then to not have it at all. So. so one last thing. So Amanda, you don't have to go for podcaster of the year, even though you're probably well qualified. But there's probably one that's a a, a different category that you might win, even though you are our podcaster of the year. 
I'll give you an example, right? Because we had um, a scenario where we had hundreds of, and this is from a judging standpoint, we had hundreds of applicants going for podcast of the year and maybe five for like, it was like either host of the year or best story or something along those lines, right? So if it's me and I have information like that, I'm going to go with the one where I have the best chance of winning, right? I'm going to go like, you know, listen, maybe I'll get podcast of the year one day, maybe not, but I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to, you know, get these small fish first or quote unquote perceived small fish, because like I said, award winning is award winning. And there's something to be said that about that, but I'm going to go with the small fish first and then maybe I'll go after the big fish later. So like, try to, try to make it easy on yourself. Hey, Nick has, oh, I'm sorry. Who is just coming off mic? Alicia. Alicia, uh, give me one second. Let me go to Nick and then we're going to come to you. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, Dominic, that you just reminded me of a, a question that I had earlier. Is the the numbers of submissions, is that something that you're able to see up front? Like, do you know that maybe three people have submitted into this category already or a hundred people have submitted into this category already? Or is it you submit and then find out after you submitted? You 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 submit and then you find out later on once the process is finished and they have announced winners and stuff like that. But this is also something I'm glad you brought this question up, Nick. It's also important to, when you submit for these awards, go back to last year's winners. Go back and see who were the nominees. Go back to see what their content was sounding like. Go back and see how many submissions were were entered, if you if you will, right? Because sometimes they won't give you very detailed stats about like you had this so many submissions in this category and this one and that one. But at the very least, you get an idea like, okay, if the Webbies have 14,000 submissions, Right. That gives me an idea of what my chances are. And like, you know, think about the, the, the popular ones like podcast of year or whatever the case may be. That can give you an idea like, mm, OK, maybe I should go for this one that probably most people won't go after or something like that. Like best host or something along those lines. So it's not necessarily that detailed, but sometimes based on the information from the previous year, you can kind of extrapolate maybe uh, how to proceed from there. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's go to Alicia. Thank you for being patient, Alicia. Go for it. Not a problem. Dominic, um, the NWACP Awards is out for, uh, I think the nominations are out now. Not sure if they're closed for um, podcasts. So if you haven't submitted yet, um, hey, I say go for it. So I just wanted to share that information with you. No, I, I appreciate that. There's, there's definitely... You heard about them, them before? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, uh, I remember there was, yeah. <laughs> there was like a whole like a big controversy for I like think hip hop podcast of the year with Young Miami and and Drink Champs and stuff like that. So yeah, I've definitely heard. Okay, of them. no, no, you know what? I'm confused. I'm confusing that with the BET Awards. No, 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 uh, podcast right. awards. So no, image podcast awards are very specific. So it's NWACP Image Podcast. So right, you're into that if you're not aware of it. Um. I suggest you jump into that. No, I was, I was, I was conflating the the uh, the controversy from the BET Awards to the NWACP Awards. But no, my my uh, mentor Crystal Hill has 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 a few of those under her belt with uh, the work she was doing uh, when she was at Black Love from man to man and, and stuff like that. So I definitely have heard of them before. All right, yeah, the nominations mm-hmm. are open now if you're interested. But um, Club Shay Shay, which is one of the the most popular and dominating podcast now in in the world, I dare say, since January fifth, um, they were nominated for it, and and they're they're letting people know. So, um, I'm just letting you know since you're in that space. Good luck, <laughs> for sure. Thank you, appreciate that. You're and, welcome. And I see we've got John up here. John, you're gonna be you're gonna give us the final question. Go for it. Good to have you. Good to be here as well. So here's the question for those who are considering, and this is on my radar for probably next year, considering applying for awards. Do you pay before the award or do you pay once you uh, receive it? And and the whole paper, people call pay for play like is a negative thing. It's not. Um, It's, it's, Dominic had a great point. It's part of your marketing, part of your advertising budget. So that's the question for or after. 
it, it's it's before once you submit make the submission uh and, and go through that process online you you pay right then and there and and full transparency uh if you do win an award and you want the actual statuette you have to pay for that in in many cases uh now some there are some cases like with the webby where if you do win a webby they'll give you one statuette and then if you want an additional one or something like that you have to pay for it. but for most of them you pay for the submission right then and there and then you know uh and then once you uh if you win then if you want the statuette or even a certificate because you don't even have to get a certificate uh, I mean, you only have to get the statuette and get a certificate. You you would have to pay f- for that as well. And I think a lot of people's mouths drop when I when I say the about, about the the statuette. Uh, but uh, but yeah, but like I said, John, there are some scenarios, there's some organizations that will reimburse you, especially if you're an indie podcaster, that will reimburse you for uh, that submission, and that's something that you're um, interested in. I can't think of them off the top of my head right now. Uh, I think podcasting seriously is one of them, but uh, there are organizations that will help you with those submission fees from time to time. Thank you, Dominic. I see I lied, right? I said John was going to be the last question, but I see Simona who's joined us. Welcome, Simona. I see she's got a question. Go for it. Sorry, I know, um, but thank you for letting me ask my question. Um, When you submit for awards, is it off of the content that you created in the last year that the award is being like okay so let's say like 2023 like does it have to be in the 2023 year or can you submit something that you did like three years ago that, that's a great question and this goes back to again the rules because many of them as far as i have engaged in them will tell you what the submission period is that you can that you can have so many of them will say probably like a year out or something like that. So let's say the award will be announced in, let's say, March of this year. And so the submission period will be from February 2023 to February 2024, right? So many of them are very clear in those instructions that there is a submission period uh, in that regard. And, and with Simona asking that question, I want to make one more point if I could, Mark, because when I was doing this uh, webinar with her group the other day, somebody asked a very uh, important question that I need to get out there. And the question was, you know, hey, Dominic, when you're submitting for the awards and, and, and making the submission process, um, are they looking at download numbers? I personally have never been part of a, a awards uh, scenario where anybody asked for download numbers, like nobody asked which means there's no threshold. There's no pinpoint like, oh, you have to have 5,000 downloads in order to submit for this award. Nobody has ever asked me that before. So I know that is one of the ways where the playing field is a bit level and it is all about the content. So I wanted to make sure uh, I put that out there. And also Krista Hill just reminded me that the Black Podcast Awards also uh, provide you with a statuette that you do not have to pay for if you win. So there's that. Awesome. Thank you for that question, Simona. Dominic, thank you for the answer. And thank you for this entire morning of answers. I think it's been really helpful. And I want I want to make sure I have this right. Your podcast, Black is America, new season launches this week, right? Yes, yes. There was a bit of a delay, but because <laughs> I found some new information and I was like, oh, I got to do a rewrite. I, I, can, I cannot add that part. But yes, it does launch this week. And what day? Uh, probably Friday. Okay. Probably Friday. Yep. Awesome. So make sure you're following Dominic, following the Black is America podcast, and let's give Dominic some love as his final season, right? Yeah. Final season kicks off this week. Thank you again, Dominic. I really appreciate you doing this with us. I I hope, and I would imagine everybody found it super helpful. Uh, Anything else you want to add before we wrap up? I just want to say thank you so much for allowing me this platform as always. Uh, I, I know, again, I know awards and stuff like that can be daunting, especially with the price point. But again, I would rather you have this information and not need it than to need it and not have it. And, and mm-hmm. so again, I would, I would ask you to, at the very least, consider it as part of your marketing budget and just think about that if you were to engage in this process and, and, and hopefully, uh, win, that you can leverage it, to, leverage it into so much more. You can leverage it in so much more. 
Absolutely. And we've seen it firsthand, thanks to Dominic sharing his experiences with us here in the podcasting morning chat. And we are back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Eastern, as we are every Monday through Friday. Tomorrow, Wednesday, we are digging into the news, all the headlines around the world of podcasting, social media, AI, all the things that affect us as content creators. We will share some of the headlines, dig into some of those stories, and share our insights and opinions along the way. Thank you for being a part of today. Looking forward to tomorrow. Until then, make it a great day, everybody. Take care.